0: Today, hot take and debate, however, it is NFL-specific rather than fantasy-specific. So I'm going to give this one a 3 out of 10. I do enjoy it, because I'm I'm rooting for this to happen. I have money on both these things happening, but at the end of the day, it's just so unlikely that
1: both actually do happen. By the way, Washington football team, get a real name, please. I'm not one of these fans that likes this... Unique little Washington football team. That's for soccer. Okay, get out of here. In all
2: fairness, that next step is not that big. <laughs> he can just, he can
1: just yeah. play a little well, bit better and then. Yeah, well. it's not that hard to play. Hey, a little
2: if he gets to that next did. step, he'll
3: be better than Daniel Jones.
2: Well, yeah.
3: Hey everyone, welcome to the WNP Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today,
0: as usual, my co-host, Chase Crawshaw. Chase, how are you doing today? Hi, I'm doing so swell, L- looking at your average-looking smiling face and a- another below-average-looking smiling face, but how are you doing? You know, I feel a little bit better that
2: I got the average
3: and then Alec <laughs> got the below-average. Alec here as well. Alec, how you feeling?
2: A little, little tired, you know, pretty early in the morning for me, and, you know, looking at Chase's ugly mug isn't one of the first things I want to do that every morning. Cool.
0: What, what did I say about you to warrant that?
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> hey, boys, we are recording a little bit early today, and that's because
3: our buddy Graham, he had to record early because he had work, but, oh, wait, he doesn't
1: have work anymore. Hi, Graham. Hi there. I got the Pfizer poke to try and end the Pandy Wandy, and now I'm feeling a little tired had under the weather today, so I'm sorry if I sound like a like a silly goose. <laughs> exactly. You always sound like yeah. a silly
0: goose. At least I think, ug- yeah, I think that's true, yeah. At least the ugliest mug doesn't have to be here. Ooh. Ooh.
3: That's Ouch. true. Graham joining us over Skype, so we're going to have a good episode today. Hot take and debate, however, it is NFL-specific rather than fantasy-specific. So, going to be talking all things from... Teams going 17-0, and 0, maybe 0-17. Uh, teams winning the Super Bowl, players putting up 7,000 yards, all that kind of stuff. We can literally talk about anything as long as it relates to the NFL. But before we get into hot take and debate, boys, there's two things I want to talk about. I do want to talk about the new um, restrictions on taunting in the NFL, but also before we hop into that, I want to talk about Dan Campbell, and what the hell does this guy say? I mean, you guys are Lions fans, so I'm sure you're loving it, but every time I see a clip of him, I am just confused out of my mind. Like, today he came out and was talking about how he worked at Chicken Shack, and he knows how to
0: debone a chicken, and he doesn't ever
3: want to do it again. I'm like,
0: what the hell was asked? What the hell was asked, dude? He he can do it blinded. I just want want to say, though, like, People are really harping on him for like the stuff that he's doing, but no joke. If Bill Belichick did the same type of thing, he would do that exact type of thing, just give a very obscure answer to a question. Everyone would praise him. Wow, he, he's a genius, he's just you know, a, a mental warrior. He's, he's playing my games. But if Dan Campbell does it because he's the Lions coach, oh, he's an idiot. He's the first coach to get fired. Uh, you should put all your money on him to be the first coach to get fired. He's horrible, he's gonna be so bad. Well, guess what? We haven't seen anything yet. There hasn't been a single game coached. So, give the guy a freaking chance.
2: Even if you don't lean towards coaches saying stuff, like you look at someone like Jamal Williams, like he has some of the most weird press conferences out of any player in the NFL, and people go crazy for it, and they love it. So, why is it any different for a head coach? Yeah, that's fair. Graham, thoughts
1: on your favorite coach? I love Dan Campbell. He's he's high energy. He's, he's a goofball a lot of the time. But... Um, If you're not just like a casual person, just like seeing stuff that's posted on Twitter by people talking about, you know, oh, what is he talking about? Chicken shack. He can do it blind. So weird. And, you know, he's he's a smart football guy Um, in a lot of his press conferences, you know, those biting kneecaps and and weird clips that are pulled are kind of snippets of the weird side of him. But he's. Uh, I mean, I like the weird side. I think it's hilarious. But there's also a lot of times in his press conferences where he is talking smart, smart football. And so for me, I mean, you know, he's either going to be the greatest head coach of all time or the worst head coach of all time. And there's no in between. So what I'm getting from Graham is he's calling me a casual. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I am.
3: Um, all right, guys, let's talk about the new uh, protocol, strict enforcement of no taunting Uh, i wanted to talk about it it came down yesterday and the reason i wanted to talk about it is because it's kind of a controversial topic a little bit because there's going to be people out there that say oh this is a dumb rule like it's a competition why can't you know?" Players show off that they beat their opponent. At the same time, people are going to say, hey, you got to respect the other team, all that. So I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Graham, we'll start with you, and then Alec or Chase, whoever wants
1: to go next, feel free. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I I don't like it. I like to see the personality of the game, to see personalities um, show. Um, and, you know, I loved in the Super Bowl, Antoine Winfield hitting Tyree kill with the piece. I mean, that, that was so funny to me. And, you know, it's, uh, I I think that it's, it's a little, it's a little tough, um, that the NFL is doing this because, because it takes personality out of a lot of the guys on the field, you know, you can see, um, see their personality off the field, but on the field, if a guy's, you know, dominating you, you know, get over it. He can he can show off a little bit. But, you know, through this, I, it, it's, I haven't done a ton of research into the new rule change, um, but on the surface, I'm, I'm not a fan. I, I personally
2: do not uh,
1: like their cracking
2: down on it. Um, I think I saw Jeff Schwartz tweet yesterday that football's a very emotional game. Let the players play with some emotion. And I definitely agree with that. The other thing is, is like, yeah, maybe you should respect the other team, but also when you see guys doing stuff like Antoine Winfield did in the Super Bowl, that just gets your team hyped up. And like, wouldn't you much rather get your team going and like get them all excited than respecting your opponent that your main intention is to beat. And also, like one of my favorite like plays in Lions' history is Golden Tate catching a game-winning touchdown against the Vikings on Thanksgiving a few years back, where he literally flipped into the end zone when it was totally unnecessary, and just that got me riled up. I absolutely loved that, and I definitely think that there's a place in football for that. So I'm I definitely disagree with the rule change.
0: Yeah, yesterday on Twitter, no fun league was trending. Um, you know, the NFL has been called the no fun league for a lot of years because. They censor stuff like this. They censor personality. Their social media teams, you know, for I don't even know if they're allowed to get or not, but I know for the longest time, not allowed to use gifts for whatever stupid reason. Like, I, I don't know why the league hates showing personality, having fun. It's just better for the brand at the end of the day. And, you know, this is the type of thing that helps grow that brand. I get, you know, if, if you hit a player, you know, and, and you hurt him and you're standing over him, you know, those type of things, the guys have done that before and they get in trouble for that, that absolutely should be something like that, should be a penalty. There's no need to, you know, encourage injuring other players. That, that's not good for the game but you know just throwing up the peace sign or dunk it on a field goal post do, doing stuff like that for example you know those are kind of taunting type of things like what the hell's wrong with that just show a little bit of personality it's just better for the game like when fans can relate to players more they're more likely to tune into the games and you know go to community events that they're in or whatever the hell might be going on so it, it really just seems very counterproductive to what the nfl might want to do in trying to grow the game
3: And I said that this was a controversial topic, but apparently not when it comes to the WNP boys, because I a thousand percent agree with all three of you. I love taunting. I think it is amazing because not only are players talking on the field, but they continue to talk. And even with this rule implemented, uh, they're still going to do talking. They're going to talk all their smack. Like DeAndre Hopkins, I think Jalen Ramsey said that Hopkins is the biggest talker on the field. Well, you know DeAndre Hopkins, if he's going to put you in the dust, he's going to continue to talk. So I think that taunting, it's not really going to go away. It's just going to come in a different form, and that's verbally. I think they should have just let it go. Who cares? Uh, However, I do agree with Chase that if you're standing over a player that just got injured, that's not a good thing. Um, And even if they're not like a a long-term injury, like if someone gets smoked, you don't need to be standing over their body. So, I I think that's the only thing that I will say. I think Taunty needs to be a little bit stricter in that specific example. But other than that, I'm totally cool with it. But uh, let's move on to hot take and debate now. So, like I said, anything is available. Nothing is off limits as long as it pertains to the NFL. You can even talk about a coach. You can talk about a Kicker. I you can talk about anything as long it as, as long as it pertains to the NFL. So um, these are hot takes. So some stuff might be quite wild, but hey, some stuff might come true, and that's where we get to pump our ego a little bit and be like, no, it wasn't a hot take. It was just you know my real thought. But <laughs> uh, kind of like how Alec did with his Derrick Henry take a couple yeah. Years <laughs> um. But how we're going to do this, just like last week, someone's going to give their hot take. They're also going to give their confidence rating. They'll have a 0 through 10 confidence rating. And then the other guys will chime in with their own confidence rating, telling the person with the hot take why they're not confident or why they are very confident in their hot take. So, Graham, I want to start with you because... You tended to get a little bit riled up listening to the last episode. (laughs) You did not like the fact that Kyle Pitts was not a top tight or was not a tight end one in Giuseppe's mind. Uh, you also weren't a fan of all of Chase's hot takes because they're all trash. Uh, he loved my
1: hot takes. I'm a genius,
3: (laughs) but uh, yeah, Graham got a little riled up. So, Graham, I want you to go first. What is your first hot take?
1: Yeah, I mean, I was riled up. I, I was texting. <laughs> I was texting you guys when I was listening to the episode. Like when I heard when I heard Giuseppe say that Kyle Pitts will not be a tight end one. He will not be a top twelve tight end. I I'm, I, I think I was driving at the time. I think I almost like ran off the road. I <laughs> I was furious. Uh, and Chase's hot takes. I think they were okay. I don't know, but that's besides the point. My first hot take is. Well, you know what? I'm going to use this opportunity to probably steal one of Chase's because I am going first. So I'm going to say Josh Allen wins MVP and the Bills win Super Bowl 56. Ooh! so. The Bills were the best team in the NFL in 2020 and weighted DVOA, um, which is a metric that basically um, it, it relates to team efficiency um, in in a bunch of different aspects of the game the weighted part of it is that um the m- more recent games are weighed heavier than and then like older games from you know september october of last year so the bills were number one in weighted DVOA last year on offense and defense combined they extended their in-house talent you got matt milano coming back and two of your offensive line starters. They brought in Emmanuel Sanders, who to me is an instant upgrade over John Brown because Brown, he he couldn't stay on the field. Um, and they built in the trenches in the draft. They got some great offensive linemen and defensive linemen. So I think that they're going to be a a large force to be reckoned with in the AFC. And what's your confidence rating on this one? Um, whew, I think... Josh Allen winning MVP, I'm, I'm way up in my confidence on that. I think it's it's incredibly possible. It's way within the realm of possibility. Them winning the Super Bowl, you know, you have to get past the Chiefs. Um, so I would say overall my confidence rating is, say, 7.72. All right, we're getting some deep numbers there. I like it. Uh, Chase, we'll start with you because...
0: You're the biggest Bills fan here. And what are your thoughts on this one? Oddly enough, I don't have a single Bills hot take on my list, but I do like this because it's not a hot take, it's just fact. Uh you know, yeah. well, I think I think Josh Allen's got a very, very high chance of winning MVP this year. Uh it's it's a player that's a very unique player in the NFL. No one in the history of the sport has had the progression that he's had. So if he can continue it, it just I guess you don't want to say it's impossible at this point because he's continued it from his rookie year so far. I mean, MVP is really the next step. So if he does take that, you know, that, that true next step in his progression, it, that's definitely very much in the realm of possibility. His receiving core is good enough. Him and Diggs have a special combination. He's going to rush for 9, 10 touchdowns again. So all that definitely. And I do have the Bills as um my like Super Bowl winner mentioned that in the division predictions. But both of those happening, that's so hard and so unlikely just to have a guy win MVP and win the Super Bowl. So I'm going to give this one a 3 out of 10. I do enjoy it because I'm I'm rooting for this to happen. I have money on both these things happening, but at the end of the day, it's just so unlikely that both actually do happen.
2: If, If your hot take was just Josh Allen winning the MVP, I would be way more confident in it because coming from a former Josh Allen hater, the dude is just electric to watch. He was my favorite player to watch last season, 100%. Um, and I keep seeing things all the time saying that Diggs is the reason that Josh Allen uh, turned around, but I think that that's bull. Like you, like he didn't, Diggs was good in Minnesota, but he was never amazing or great. And he went from being like an all right talent in the NFL to like being a top five wide receiver with Josh Allen, throwing him the ball. And I think that that speaks to Josh Allen's skill set and that he, really is a good quarterback um now winning the super bowl i don't know they do have a good defense and a good offense but that's kind of where you lost me i don't know i still don't have them as a favorite for me to win the super bowl um i do like them and i think they'll they're obviously going to make the playoffs maybe get a win but uh so my confidence with for both is a two i think but if you were just saying josh allen winning mvp i'd be up near a seven or an eight honestly as well
3: i'm gonna go with a one out of ten Um, I just looked it up. The last time the regular season MVP won the Super Bowl, 1999 with Kurt Warner. So it's been a little while since that has actually happened. Uh, Crazy to think about because Patrick Mahomes won the MVP, but it wasn't his Super Bowl winning year. So a lot of stuff like that comes into play. Also, I'm probably the only one here, but I don't see much progression from Josh Allen this year. Because he was amazing last year. I think he stays stagnant, or I wouldn't be surprised if there's a little bit of regression. I really wouldn't be. So I, I think that Josh Allen still needs to be an MVP candidate for sure. But to say that I would see him progressing, becoming even better, that would put him in the realm of Patrick Mahomes and maybe even better than Patrick Mahomes which I just don't think is possible. So we'll have to see on the Josh Allen front. I, I, Like I said, I do think he's an MVP candidate, but for everything to work together, hasn't happened since 1999, won't happen this time.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's any quarterback that can take the jump above Patrick Mahomes right now, but Josh Allen can definitely get in that realm. Like He, he has all the raw tools, and as you know, I mentioned, the production has continued to grow. The numbers have continued to develop, and... You know, what was once thought was an impossible thing to improve on is your accuracy, and he has done an incredible job improving on that. So I really don't want to say it's impossible for him to continue progressing, but I, I do 100% get the argument that it seems unlikely because, I mean, it was a fantastic year last year.
3: I also think it's hard to compete for the Bills when they don't have a run game. Well, yeah. they have their only game. run game yeah. is Josh Allen. There you go. But Singletary yeah. Moss really didn't do it
2: last year. I don't see him doing it this year either. I, I agree with that. I, I I think the one thing that Josh Allen could improve on, it wouldn't necessarily make him like that much of a better quarterback. Is I think he could improve on maybe his completion percentage, maybe just a little bit. But uh, you know, I still I, think he's great.
0: I just want to say, imagine if they got Travis Etienne. That per, perfect combination right there. Just imagine that offense would be didn't that they, offense would be electric. Didn't they pass on him, or was he picked? Before no, he was picked before. They picked okay.
1: thirty. Yeah,
0: and that's think, crazy uh, to me.
1: That that the last time was ninety nine. I know, right? But but kind of if surprising. anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be Josh Allen.
3: Yes, I feel like if anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be Pat Mahomes. <laughs> Jared Goff. But, oh yeah, Jared Goff. My bad.
1: Yeah, true. <laughs> right, Gardner Minshew see. on his new
2: team. Matthew yes. Stafford. Who's that? He can win MVP in the Super Bowl. You've never heard that. Is in that your life. first
3: hot take? No. Oh <laughs> no. well, <laughs> Alec. Let's move to your first hot take now. What do you got?
2: Give us your confidence rating as well. All right. My hot take is that Trevor Lawrence struggles. In the NFL and does not perform to expectations, and the Jags end up with a top three pick again. My reasoning is I've watched a lot of stuff with, from training camp with the Jags, and Trevor Lawrence, just my opinion, he looks uncomfortable. It doesn't look like he likes Urban Meyer's system very much. And I know it obviously takes time for rookie quarterbacks to get acclimated, and that's kind of that could be a big reason, but the only time I ever see him get these like highlight type throws in uh in training camp is when he has all the time in the world in the pocket, has his feet planted, and sometimes the receiver still has to dive for the ball. When he this like I don't know, like obviously Trevor Lawrence is one of the greatest, like uh college quarterbacks to come out and go come into the NFL. Um, but just from what I've seen and what I've been reading, I don't know. I think I think at least his first year he's going to struggle quite a bit and he is not Going to be the top quarterback, uh, top rookie quarterback this upcoming year. And my confidence rating is an eight on that.
0: All right. So, so here's the thing. There's a reason Here he goes. No, 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 no. <laughs> I, 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 I'm not as against it as you think you are, or as I, you think I am. As a word I'm looking for. But there's a reason that first overall picks and like, you know, top three quarterbacks kind of traditionally end up struggling in the NFL. It's because they go to bad systems. They go to bad teams. They go to a team with a history of struggling, and not developing quarterbacks. So, the Jags, they they are that team. They have that history. I don't like Urban Meyer. I, I don't think he should have been the head coach. So I agree with those that. those concerns, I'm 100% on board with that. I, I don't I don't love that fit. I think there is you know other coaching candidates that would have made a lot more sense. So I can get behind that. And there's a reason I think that Trey Lance and Justin Fields have different types of chances of success because they're you know on teams with better foundations. Maybe even Mac Jones too. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think Trevor Lawrence just has every single tool you need, and he just needs to really take each one up a notch. And he's an elite NFL quarterback. So the fact that it's it's right there and that close uh, at the end of the day, you know, I'm going to have to call this on a five out of 10 because I think he could have a more struggles in rookie year than a lot of people want to say that he will. But at the the end of the day, I still think he ends up being, you know, a top two or three rookie quarterback at the worst and ends up being one of the better quarterbacks
1: in the league for years to come.
0: Graham, your thoughts?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm not confident in this at all. I think an eight confidence rating from Alec on this is pretty, uh, pretty crazy. Um, we'll because, see. because I mean, Trevor Lawrence, he's one of the most sure things since Joe Burrow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Since Joe Burrow, Mike, um, <laughs> oh, and, years uh, ago. and, uh, and, and yes, the Jags are a, are still a bad roster. Um, but I, I don't think they're bad enough and I don't think that Trevor Lawrence could be, I mean, I guess anything's possible. He could stink, but, um, but I don't think that they're going to be bad enough to have a top three pick. Maybe top ten. I, I think top ten, yes. Uh, top three, that's a little too rich for me.
2: But with that argument, like I, uh, I think you look at the Bengals last year. It's a good, like a good that example with Joe. Just wait, like Joe Burrow, like. Obviously he ended up being injured and stuff, but even when he was playing like uh, he looked good, but they still couldn't win games because they were playing from behind. And also the Bengals had have and had way better weapons than the Jags and they still couldn't do it. So I don't think that I don't I don't think that Trevor Lawrence like even though obviously he's a better prospect than Burrow was coming out, I I'd think that it's kind of similar to the, maybe to the Bengals situation but even a little bit worse because they have a worse all-around roster than the Bengals did last season. Are you kidding me
1: with the weapons? Dude, they have Marvin Jones. Okay. They have they have DJ Chark, LaViscus Chenult. Talk about the best core in the league. Well, who do they have on the other side of the ball? Uh Josh Allen, MVP, gonna win the Super Bowl. <laughs> True. <laughs> True.
2: So Graham,
3: what was your confidence rating there? Uh I would say three. Okay. I'm gonna have to give this one uh four. Uh, I I like Trevor Lawrence a lot, and I think everyone knows that. Um, I think that the wording is where it kills it for me. Just like I said in last episode with Giuseppe, the wording is what kills it for me. Um, struggles was the big issue. I don't think he's going to struggle. However, I don't think he's going to excel like Joe Burrow did last year, like um, Justin Herbert did last year. I think he's going to be right between... The Tua and Burrow production line. So, Tua obviously had a tough season last year. Burrow a little bit better season. So, right in between there, I think he's going to be a very average quarterback. Also, when it comes to having a top three pick, I just think there's teams out there that are worse. Like, the Texans, ugh. The Jets, ew. Sorry, but the Lions, Ew. No, no. So, well, Chase has him going 7-10 and uh, ten and nope. winning the division. Nope, 6-11 <laughs> and, and and pretty much winning the division. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, that's where I stand on it. But I think that I, I give it a 4 out of 10 because there is a chance that that happens. But, Chase, we'll start with your first hot take. It's going to be terrible. I already know I'm giving it a
0: 1. Okay, so my first hot take is Cliff Kingbury. Cliff Kingsbury, oh. scusa, gets the boot following the season after failing to reach the playoffs. So I have the Cardinals going nine and eight, uh, which finishes fourth in the division. And you know, kind of tough, tough, you know, draw here. You're in the best division in the NFL, but I don't, I, I don't think I'm alone when I say I haven't seen a whole lot from Cliff Kingsbury to really excite me. You know, I think when you have a guy like Kyler Murray at quarterback, when you have DeAndre Hopkins at receiver. When you have the talented defense that you do, like individual pieces, you, do, you got a guy like Isaiah Simmons who just sat on the bench. When you have those types of pieces, you should be producing better on the field. You should be a lot more of a playoff candidate, a lot more of a Super Bowl-type contending team. And I just don't think we see it this year. I think 9 and 8 is going to be kind of their ceiling. Um, I would not be surprised if they end up getting less wins. And... I just think we're going to realize Cliff Kingsbury, he's just not that dude. They're going to need another coach to come in. And, you know, he might have been fine helping transition this team to the right place. But you get that right hire and they can become a pretty dominant team. So Kingsbury, after the year, get in the boot. Give me an 8.5 out of 10.
2: Honestly, uh, I like this. Um, I don't think that the Cardinals will go 9 and 8. I have them a little bit lower than that because they play in the best division in football right now. Um, I was never a huge fan of the Kingsbury uh signing um so i i I like it i mean i don't i definitely like he came straight from straight from college and obviously he didn't show much last year yeah i was never a huge fan of the signing um i don't think that he is an nfl ready coach i think maybe an offensive coordinator position would have been better for him Um, so I think, I I don't think if they go nine and eight, I don't think they fire him. They still have a record above 500 and it's only his second season or is it his third, third, Third. it's only, yeah, third season. Um, but so, but I, if they have a record below that, I think that there's a decent chance, but judging by the fact that you said they're going to be nine and eight and he's going to be fired, I'm going to say just based on that fact, I'm going to go with a four.
0: Well, I don't. The nine eight wasn't part of my hot take. It was part okay. of my explanation. Like, oh, okay. I, I I have them at nine and eight where it is right now, but I think okay. that that is their ceiling. So uh, it's it's more than like just him getting fired after the season. is more of my hot take. Is. All right, if it's just that straight up, I'd say probably a six. Okay.
1: Yeah, uh, for me, I think that I am. I'm I'm somewhere around like a, like an eight, eight. Uh, a seven or an eight, um, because. Uh, for me, Cliff Kingsbury, he's, his team is, 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 is decent, but I don't think that he can, you know, be one of those top head coaches. I think that he is going to struggle, um, with trying to implement the offense that he used in college into the NFL. Um, I think he already has struggled in that way. I think Kyler Murray is a, a very, very, very talented quarterback. Um, so Kyler can kind of overcome some of the deficiencies of the scheme. Um, but I think that, you know, if, if, if that doesn't happen again, if, if, if they struggle, um, then, you know, I think Cliff Kingsbury could see the, see the door. Um, because I think that with, with their roster, um, they have high hopes. I'm going to have to give this
3: one a one out of 10 and Chase is shocked. Ooh. Cause Yes, when he was talking about in the beginning of his hot take, I know there's some people here that aren't big Cliff Kingsbury fans like myself. Uh, yes, that was me, because I do not like Cliff Kingsbury at all. Um, would I take him over to Tomlin? Probably, because I don't think Tomlin's a good <laughs> coach at all. But um, I just think that I've got him also going 9-8. and eight. We did our division predictions, obviously. Um, I just don't think that it makes sense, really. He's... Coming into his third season, he's playing in the best division in football, and he's got the worst roster when it comes to that division. And he's on a four-year contract. Why can't him one year early when you sign into a four-year? Just let him play out that last one. You were nine and eight. That's your best record thus far. You were competitive in a very tough division. So I I just don't really see it happening. I don't think it really makes sense when if our predictions come true that he is nine and eight and he's very competitive within the division. Why wouldn't they let him just finish out the contract that that's where my confusion comes in. Um, the only way I could see it happening is if there's regression, if they miss the playoffs, but are still very competitive. I think they continue into that last year and see what happens.
0: Yeah, no, not happening. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> we'll but, see. But Coaches, you know, like I don't want to say it happens all the time. But it, it does happen with a year left on their contract or in their final year of their contract. They, they get the can, they get the boot. Uh, it really just depends on the kind of coaching candidates that are out there that off offseason, uh, who the ownership might be looking at. You know, they, they need to be looking for a, a kind of guy who can get creative with, with Kyler Murray. And I just, you know, I, I think they're going to realize Cliff Kingsbury hasn't really been able to do that enough. That like Cliff Kingsbury hasn't been able to do that enough. So they're going to find somebody else, uh, you know, whether it be an oc from somewhere or maybe someone else from the college ranks i guess um you know i I feel like they're just bound to find someone else they like a little more and move on we shall see all
3: right we're gonna move into my first hot take all right so my first hot take is going to go back to alex first hot take with the rookie quarterbacks and it is that justin fields will finish the season with more wins under his belt than Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson combined. Now, this could be not a hot take in some people's mind, but I think it is. As of right now, Matt Nagy has said Andy Dalton is the starter, whereas the Jags and the Jets, it's pretty obvious that Lawrence and Zach Wilson will be the starters because they have no other quarterbacks on their teams. and Yes, that includes Gardner Minshew. Yuck. Um... But I think that if Justin Fields gets in within the first, uh, it could even be in the first five or six weeks. I think that he's got the offensive prowess that could push this Bears team over the hump. And they could make playoffs with a good defense and a good offense led by him. Whereas the Jags and the Jets, I think combined, they get maybe seven, eight wins. So, uh, and, and that's not part of my hot take. My hot take is simply that Justin Fields will finish with more wins than Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence combined.
0: One out of ten. Um, uh, so Well, I didn't
3: get my confidence well, ready. Right. Give so, it now. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so call your buttons but buddy. Give it now. <laughs> that's ready an go. easy eight out of ten.
0: Okay, well, here's why it's an easy one out of ten. I have the Jags and the Jets combining for 11 wins. The Jags get six. The Jets get five. The Bears at seven. So, Yikes. Andy Dalton is going to start at least the first two weeks, maybe three, maybe four, maybe five, maybe six, maybe 11, maybe all 17, who knows? Nobody knows what's going on there, but he is going to start at least a couple weeks, so that takes away those opportunities where Lawrence and Wilson will start every game as long as they're healthy, no matter what happens, no matter how bad they are, they're not coming off the field, especially in Zach Wilson's case, there's nobody behind him. Uh, so I think when Justin Fields, once Justin Fields gets onto the field himself, you know he'll be fine. He's not going to come off either, but... It's not gonna happen, you know, quick enough where he's gonna be able to, you know, maybe help the team get eight, nine, ten. You know, he have to get eleven wins, for in order to have that happen. On, on according to my records, and like that's just not happening. Rookie quarterbacks don't do that. Uh, rookie quarterbacks never have su- that kind of success in the NFL with their teams. Like, there's, there's, seriously, there's pr- proven history. A f- very few quarterbacks have made the playoffs as a rookie, as a starter, and none have made it past the first round. So it just it's very hard to have that success as a rookie QB. So I just don't see it happening.
2: First time for everything, right? Right. So I actually have a similar hot take. Um, Mine is just that he has a Herbert-esque season and actually leads them to an NFC North title. Didn't plan on using that, but that was one of mine. So I I like this. I'm going to go with a seven um, because, yeah, thanks, Uh, because Justin Fields is a punctured lung away from a Herbert-type season. That's true. Andy
3: Dalton, did,
2: did the Bears hire the Chargers team doctor?
3: Maybe. Do we know?
1: Maybe. <laughs> Graham? Um, I'm, I'm with Chase here on this one, pretty much 100%. Uh, so I'm going to give it a two.
3: Okay. So do you think that the Jags and the Jets are going to combine for 11 wins like Chase? Um... Yeah, I, I okay. So you are insane. Gotcha. <laughs>
0: Six and eleven, and five and twelve are not ridiculous records at the all. The Jets and the Jags are awful. Okay, what do you do? They're gonna pull out more wins than they did last year.
3: <laughs> well, the yeah, because two they wins could, they can they, get three, and yeah, so they have for three wins last and year. And
0: there's one extra game, so that's not that's
3: not that hard to get more than two wins. I, I I honestly think that they're gonna be hovering around eight, maybe nine wins combined. So that's why I think. Justin Fields could do it, Wait. and like I said earlier on in the uh, in the hot take that it is a hot take because Justin Fields isn't going to start Week One, so that is why I went for that. I but
2: just realized the Jags have had one win, not two. Yeah, they won
0: Week One and lost the rest of the games that year. Yeah. yeah, and then the Jets only had two, so yeah. because they won two at the very end, they're just kind of funny. Yeah, um, yeah, but even if they combined for eight nine wins, I still have the ranks of seven wins, so it still would work out. Yeah, and Fields would still be seven ones for sure.
1: No. Yeah. All right. Video. <laughs> Graham, your second hot take. Okay. My second hot take is that Jimmy G, Jimmy Garoppolo, leads another NFL franchise, not the San Francisco 49ers, to the playoffs in 2021. Jimmy G missed 10 games and parts of three last season, so he is mainly forgotten about. Um, because. And he had, you know, pretty much milk toast performances in the games that he did play. But he was the best statistical quarterback, according to Football Outsiders, with less than 200 passes last year. So um, so out of all the people that, you know, got injured or, you know, maybe they're not the starter on their team, but it doesn't matter. Jimmy G was the best. With the hyper Trey Lance, Jimmy could get traded sooner rather than later to a team desperate to make a change at quarterback with a good roster. Maybe the Broncos could happen, and he will lead them to the playoffs. Whichever team he gets traded to, they're going to the playoffs. Graham, did you script this out? Because that sounded beautiful. Oh, thank you. No, (laughs) not really. OK, uh, but I, I'd say that my confidence rating on this is a six and a half.
0: Graham's really tickled my undercarriage in this episode, I just want to say. Whoa. Uh, you know, <laughs> <laughs> so, so f- first with, with with the Josh Allen take and then now with the Trey Lance take, you know, how, how can I not love that? It was a Jimmy Garoppolo. Take. It was a Trey Lance take because Trey Lance is the better quarterback. So they're going to trade away the worst quarterback.
3: Why would they trade away, Trey Lance? Yeah, they wouldn't because he's you, the better even quarterback. Even if Trey Lance was worse, <laughs> uh, they're not gonna
2: trade him away.
0: Yeah, but uh, I'll give I'll give it a three out of ten. I, it's I think if there were a trade to happen, it would have been by now. It just quarterbacks don't get traded in season for a reason because you have to learn every single little bit of the playbook, and that's such a hard transition to do mid season. So I, I I really I don't want to say it's just flat out impossible because an injury a team might get desperate and try to make that move, but it's just so unlikely. So you know, three out of ten just to lean on you know the optimistic side.
2: I'm going to go 1 out of 10. Um, even seeing some good stuff from, Tra- from Trey Lance coming out of camp, I still don't think that he is completely ready to start in the NFL. And uh, I think the earliest that the 49ers would even start him would be halfway, three-quarters of the way through the season if the 49ers aren't in playoff contention. Um, regardless of like how, how good Trey Lance may be when, when he comes out, I just don't see that happening. Also, like Chase said, it is very... Rare for a team to trade for a starting quarterback midseason, and then that quarterback to excel in the new system with zero time to learn the, the playbook and carry a team to, to playoffs. I I just I don't see it happening. Yeah, Graham, but, I... but
1: it's Jimmy G though. But it's Jimmy G though. It's oh, G. We, for,
2: we forgot about you that. Didn't yeah, he's good at banging porn stars. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> you guys didn't think about that. It's Jimmy G. Graham. I really I really respect the hot take. Um you could have gone, oh, Trey Lance is gonna start more games than Jimmy G, but would that really be a hot take? I don't know. Um so I respect you going out on a limb here. However, I'm gonna have to also give it a, a low rating of two out of ten, just because, like Chase said, I just don't see a quarterback getting traded. The 49ers have said they wanted to hold on to him, and now with training camp completely underway, every single team is in pads the likelihood of it happening continues to decrease as camp progresses. So I'm going to have to give that a 2 out of 10. But I do I do respect it. I do. Alec, let's get your
2: second hot take. All righty. Even with Dak Prescott returning to the Cowboys, the Washington football team rides Fitzmagic to the NFC East title. I think you look at that team, one of the best young defenses in football. Obviously great. They performed well last year. And the really big problem is they just, they had no quarterbacks at all. They arguably, like, the, I think they definitely had the worst quarterback room in the NFL. They had uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who obviously has, like, he's a veteran, has some winning seasons under his belt, has done pretty well with certain teams, and they have a great wide receiver duo with, uh, Terry McLaurin and uh Curtis, Curtis Samuel. Samuel Curtis Samuel, yep. yep. And I love Antonio Gibson. I think he's in for a big year. Um and I'm really excited to see where this team goes and I think they win the division title. And De'ami
3: Brown's
0: really good too. Don't forget about him. Mm-hmm. I wanna shake your hand. Let me shake your hand. Confidence rating? Oh, uh I'm gonna go with eight point five. I'm gonna go with nine point nine nine nine. Not gonna go everything in ten out of ten. Yikes. But nine point nine nine nine, because I do have them winning the division, in my predictions, but they are tied with the same record as the Cowboys. So it really just comes down to the head-to-head head matchup. I really like the football team's roster this year. I think Chase Young is bound to have, or like I should say, set to have a very, very, very fantastic season. So uh, you know, on the back of that, combined with an offense that should take a step up and was already a good offense last year, it, it seems very likely to me. Graham?
1: Yeah, uh, I think that I'm, 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 I like this. You know what? I like this. I like this. Uh, <laughs> it, the Cowboys are a good team uh but they do have some stiff competition with the Washington football team by the way, Washington football team get a real name please I'm not a <laughs> I'm not one of these fans that likes this unique little Washington football team that's for soccer okay, get out of here we're you need a mascot
0: hey hey, soccer is football and football is football oh so. get out of
1: here uh we're american <laughs> okay um but I do like the Washington football team. Um my question is how far can Fitzmagic take them? You know, he's hot. He's he's he's, he's but he's streaky. Okay, so He's very attractive. Yeah, he's very attractive <laughs> but also very streaky uh with his play. So, um you know, will he be able to really be the guy that he can be at times, through the entire season, uh, I don't know about that, but I'd say I will give this a eight point six. You guys are more confident in my hot take than I am.
3: In the infamous words of Katy Perry, "He's hot and he's cold." Uh, that's what I got out of Graham's <laughs> little take there. But yeah, I mean, I'm giving it a nine out of ten. I don't. I, I mean, Chase and I don't really think this is a hot take because uh, we were doing our. Okay. Division rankings, and we had the Washington football team first in our division. Um, well, when it comes to the NFC East. I also said I think Fitzmagic, he could be a sleeper MVP candidate for that division specifically. Damn. Not for the league, but for that division specifically. So uh, I like it. I'm going to go a 9 out of 10. I think
0: that they take the division. Yeah, I love it. All right. That's me now? Yeah. Oh, that's so cool. So I'm, I'm going to go with this one. Five rookies. Will lead their team in receiving arts this year, so that is obviously a crazy, crazy thing. Uh, I I'm gonna have to guess this has probably never happened in the NFL except for maybe their first year where passing was <laughs> <laughs> Um So you know, m- m- maybe you know that was the only time because everyone's rookie at that point. But yeah, I, it's that really this seems like the year where there's a lot of people that are primed to be in that position. You know, Jamar Chase is a guy who has a, a legitimate chance. Devontae Smith, I think, is a lock. Jalen Waddle, you know, with Will Fuller suspended, Devontae Parker being horrible, uh, so Jalen Waddle's got a good chance there. Kyle Pitts, I think he's just bound to win a lot of mismatch, um, like, what's it called, like mismatches. I, I, like, I'm not, I'm not saying he's probably my least confident of all the guys that I have on this list, but I don't want to say it's impossible. Because like, it's it's him and Cal and there's really no one else that's gonna be getting heavy targets. So if if he gets those, you know, like matchups that are favorable, he's bound to get them. The uh, Rashad Bateman news it kind of lowers my confidence one on this because he might miss a couple weeks. But I think if he was healthy, I think he would have ended up leading that team in yards anyway. Uh, I think Nico Collins, Monra St. Brown, Monroe St. Brown, Elijah Moore. These guys all have chances to do that too. So there it's bound to be you know three four guys out of this list, but five is possible too. I'm gonna give it you know a. Four point nine out of ten, not quite a five, almost there, almost fifty percent the way there, but it's it's definitely possible, but seems very unlikely. When Devontae Smith snaps his little twig legs, um, I'll bet you six thousand dollars that he doesn't get hurt and miss significant time this year. He already got hurt once. Yeah, and he missed two practices. Yeah, but that
2: That's that was practices. more of a joke. Um,
0: I personally
2: do not like this hot take. I'd say that at most three rookie receivers can lead their team in receiving yards and those three are Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, and honestly, actually, I think I'm only confident in two. Maybe Elijah Moore because they don't really have anything, have that much in New York, but other than that, no chance Kyle Pitts. A tight end leads his team in receiving yards as a rookie. uh, I don't think Amon Ross St. Brown, like I, I like, I love what I'm seeing out of camp from him. I don't even think he's our first or second receiver, so I, you you're not going to have a third receiver leading your team in receiving yards. Uh, Rashad Bateman, obviously they're still run-first team, and they still trust Hollywood Brown. I think Hollywood Brown easily, le- or even Mark Andrews, is, are both going to have more receiving yards than than uh, Bateman. And I, I just don't even see it getting above three, and I think three is even still a bit of a stretch. So I'm going to go with a, a 1.4.
1: There you okay. go. Yeah, Yikers, man. Yikers. I, I'm pretty confident in this. I love. Aww. I love these receivers, man. I mean, you know, Elijah Moore. Love him. Super hyped. Jalen Waddle. Big thumbs up. Rashad Bateman. He's gonna lead the team. Amon Ross St. Brown. Alec. How dare you? I love him. I love him. I think he's gonna be good, but I don't. I think
2: he's
0: gonna take time,
2: and he's not gonna be our like one or two receiver to start He's gonna off. be
0: our starting slot. He's got a, He's got. He's definitely got a good chance. Yeah, he's a decent chance for okay.
2: But even if he's our starting slot, I don't think a slot receiver is gonna lead our team. Also, Jared Goff's bad.
3: Jared Goff. Was okay, he, all like,
0: right. Hey, Jared Goff said dump offs are are his like best friend or whatever the hell his quote was. So, so DeAndre Swift. So so Swift and Amon Roth. Did You say
1: dump offs or dumps? Well, maybe a little bit of both. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, but man, all I gotta say is, imagine having all those guys on one fantasy team. That would be crazy, wouldn't it? Be, be crazy.
3: Uh-huh. Oh, so that's why Graham likes this hot take. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so
1: Exposed. I'm gonna give it a nine point nine nine nine. Okay.
3: <laughs> Uh, yeah I'm gonna have to go with uh let's go a three minus point six so 2.4 okay um, I I am in the same boat as Alec I don't see Kyle Pitts doing it he's got Calvin Ridley there that's big competition I don't see Jalen waddle doing it because I honestly think that Jalen waddle not even a top two when it comes to receiving yards on that team I think he's gonna start off a little slow he's Not going to get there. I think whether it be Devontae Parker, Will Fuller, Mike Kusecki, at least two of those guys will finish above Jalen Waddell when it comes to receiving yards. I think that Jamar Chase, he's probably the second most likely only behind Devontae Smith for this hot take. And he's even a question mark with
0: reports out of camp recently that he's trash. Um, And I I do want (laughs) to say, though, like uh, with Devontae Smith, if he's healthy, I would utterly be shocked if he doesn't need this team in receiving yards. Yes, yeah, yeah. I agree. I would agree with so, that. so let's at, let's at least you know start with that. Yeah, but we got to be careful with his little twig leg. <laughs> um, no, uh, but like
3: T. Higgins has looked much better in camp than Jamar Chase has, according to reports. So uh, that one, which would seem like only behind Devontae Smith, the most guaranteed, is not even a guarantee. So uh, I got it. Yeah, two out of two point four out of ten because just. There's so many guys that are in situations where they're not really able to thrive right away because they aren't that wide receiver one starting right away, except for Devontae Smith. All right, my next hot take, it has to deal with comeback player of the year. So, guys, we hate, absolutely hate seeing players get injured. It sucks, especially if you're a fantasy player. Oh my gosh, it's the worst. But the next year, it's awesome. We love it because we get to see great players come back to the field. So, comeback player of the year, in my opinion, not CMC, not Saquon, not Dak Prescott, not Joe Burrow, Aww. but Tim T Te- no, 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 not, not <laughs> Tim Tebow. Nick Bosa. For the San Francisco 49ers, I think Nick Bosa, the former second overall pick, was absolutely brilliant in his first season. And I think he'll come back this year. He didn't get to play at all last year because he got injured in camp. But comes back this year, going to be a dominant force once again. Going to be a guy that's looking at that 15-plus sack. Uh, What? sacks 15 plus sacks is what i'm looking
0: for for nick bosa the, the, the sack threshold yeah there you sure go. let's go with that and
3: uh i think he's going to be one of the leaders on the team and i think that that's why the san francisco 49ers are going to be a great team once again that defense going to be great jimmy garoppolo at the helm going to be great
2: not going to need some trash quarterback from north dakota state now see i like this hot take but i i like i'd like it more if there was an offensive and a defensive comeback player of the year just because there were so many big name offensive guys that are going to be performing most likely be performing very well next season like you said Dak, Joe Burrow, Christian McCaffrey, like all these players um and i just like with the, like MVP it's super hard for defensive players to win big awards like that because you know you're not it, you're not like It's harder to see the impact of a player like that in a stat sheet than it is to see for like a quarterback or a running back. So I, I like it because I think Nick Bosa is in for a very big year. I think he's going to play lights out, pro- best, probably his best season yet. I'm really excited for that. But just because of the fact that he is on the defensive side of the ball, I'm going to go a 2.5.
0: I'm going to give us like a, like a 6 out of 10. Uh, I don't have much to say on it. I think he's very talented. I think he's, you know, probably my favorite defensive player to, to get that chance. I don't even know who other defensive guys are. on there. James, a, your boy. Yeah, I do do love Darwin James, but at the end of the day, it would, it would be Nick Bosa that would be getting on the defensive side. So, 6 out of 10, but, you know, quarterbacks are definitely very likely options to get this reward.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I'm with Chase. Um, I'm, uh, you know, around a 6. Uh, I think he is... Hold on, let me think really quick. Uh maybe outside of mm, no. I think he might be the most talented player on that team. Um you know, you got Fred Warner. Who's what really about good. Trey
2: Lance?
1: True. No, sorry, that was Chase. I Chase about Trey Lance. I think I think Jimmy G might be the best player on that team. Yeah, I mean, but yeah. stupid. Yeah, so I guess, yeah, I would say that. It's definitely possible if there, if there was two separate, like Alec was talking about an offensive and defensive comeback player of the year, I think he's probably number one on that list. Um, but since generally I think awards, um, if they're not specifically for defensive players always tend to lean more towards the offensive side of the ball when it comes to NFL awards. Um, so I think he's probably going to be deserving of it. Uh, but, whether he gets it or not that's another question
3: yeah that's why I was happy to put that in my hot take because like you said the awards that aren't defense specific uh, they tend to lean towards the offensive side of the ball so to have a defensive player and only a third year defensive player and Nick Bosa win it that's a little hot but not hot enough for me because um, I like it a lot I'm gonna go Seven out of ten. I forgot that to do my confidence rating there. But, uh, Graham, we'll finish up your hot takes now with your third and final. Ooh,
1: baby. Okay, I have two. I got to decide here. Do we want... Uh, <laughs> They're both somewhat somewhat hot. Then both
0: pick that one. No, which they're both... think, which one.
1: Which one do you think is that? Pick that one. Okay. Okay, yeah, this, here we go. That. There you go. Pick that. There you go. Okay. <laughs> Uh oh, I like them both. I'll I'll go with this one.
0: So Here that one.
1: Yeah. Oh, that one? Okay, I'll do that yeah. one then. Okay. Uh Drew Locke. Uh-oh. <laughs> 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 Drew Locke takes a Josh Allen like step no. in his career. Oh my lord. And the Broncos steal second in the AFC West, superseding the Chargers and Justin Herbs. You should have done the this. Uh uh. Uh-uh. The, the, this one was the Houston Texans we third team in NFL be... history to go zero and sixteen. So yeah, they, go well, first off, they yeah. won't
2: be zero and sixteen because they're zero and seventeen. Games. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right yeah, let's, yeah,
1: let's forget about that one. Yeah, let's go with the Drew Locke one. What do we got? So the Broncos they extended Von Miller, right? They franchise tagged Justin Simmons, one of the best safeties in the league. They reinforced their secondary with Ronald Darby Ronald Darby and Kyle Fuller. And they added Patrick Sertan to the secondary. Um, and to me, that makes the Broncos secondary one of the most dangerous in the league. Um, and I love I love the Broncos roster outside of uh, – well, no. I love Drew Locke. That's my hot take. <laughs> I love the whole Broncos roster. It's not that I mentioned that Jimmy G would go there and win a playoff game with them or anything earlier. Uh, Drew Locke. He's the next best thing in the league. All right. Uh, he's gonna take a huge step. And the Broncos are gonna, I don't know, win the Super Bowl, I guess. What's the rating on this? Um the rating on this is a four.
0: <laughs> okay. So, Maybe lower. <laughs> all right. I, I remember when you guys were all very high on Drew Lock, like, no, he's not a very talented quarterback. It's well, we were fair. higher
3: on him than Daniel Jones and Dwayne Haskins, your boys.
0: Uh, not Not Dwayne Haskins. (laughs) Daniel Jones, I had more faith in. Um, but like Drew Locke was like pretty clearly not like an NFL type of starting quarterback for me. And we're gonna see that again this year. Uh this gets a zero out of ten confidence rating. I will safely bet anything that this just flat out does not happen because he's not any good. He's he might he might be lucky to start 10 games this year for the Broncos. Teddy Bridgewater is gonna start at least a few games. They traded for him for a reason because he's a competent quarterback and Drew Locke's not a competent quarterback. So Drew Locke might get the start you know, like begin just because he's got that familiarity. But at the end of the day, he's going to do Drew Locke things. He's going to throw for 150 yards, one touchdown, two interceptions, and have like a 58 completion percentage and then get benched. All
1: right, well, really quick, Chase. What are you more confident in? That Drew Locke will take the next step in his career and be a good starting quarterback or that Kyle Pitts will be not in the top... 10, 12 tight ends in fantasy.
0: I'm more confident that Drew Locke will not take that step
1: because it's not any good. Jeez.
0: Ugh.
2: Okay, well, I agree with Chase on every front on this. <laughs> um, I was one of those people that thought that Drew Locke could take the next step and be solid, but I don't know, last year he just looked did not look good. I don't think he starts more than four games this season unless Teddy Bridgewater gets injured, and I think... Uh, unfortunately, uh, I'm gonna have to follow my sword on this one and say that I think he's going to be a perennial backup, unfortunately. Um, and while the Broncos do have a really good roster, of uh, you know, some great receivers, some great guys on the defensive side of the ball, Drew Locke is not taking this team to the playoffs. Drew Locke is not going to take this team to have a better record than Justin Herbert. Like, come on, <laughs> zero out of 10. Um, I'm going to go
3: one out of 10 because I don't want to completely write it off because if for some reason, let's say that drew Locke takes a slight jump and the defense plays out of their mind this year, then this technically could be true.
2: He took that jump. And they made the playoffs. In all fairness, that next step is not that big. He can just, he can just play know, a little well, bit better, and, 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 yeah, like, well. and it's not that hard to play Hey, a if he gets to that next did.
3: step, he'll be better than Daniel Jones.
2: Well, yeah.
3: <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm going 1 out of 10. I like what Colin Coward said. Oh. Um. He, he said that Drew Locke is a less talented Jay Cutler, and uh, <laughs> I think that I can agree with that. That's fair. Big arm. Huge arm. I mean, you don't see that on... You're every starting quarterback, every day starting quarterback, but um, the processing and the decision making not really there, nor is the accuracy. So one out of 10. But Graham, I'm not going to completely write it off like these
1: other two. That's right, because right. Uh, talk about you said he's a less talented Jay Cutler. Well, Jay Cutler was elite. So, you That's know, true. he's a lead of smoking
0: darts and not caring about what's going on. in He was also in the league, though, the best show of all time. He was in the league. It was his wife was in the league, really. Drew Lock soon to be in the league.
2: There you go. Even though it's over. Yes. Nope, it's going to happen. All right. Well, Graham went with his hottest take, so I will go with my hottest take. Carson Wentz can't stay healthy, and even when he is, he plays subpar, thus losing his starting job to Sam Ellinger or Jacob Eason. If he loses it to, J- to Jalen hurt he just, I mean you watch him like like, like when, when he's been playing recently he looks atrocious and yeah I do think the Colts are a better fit for him but their receivers still aren't great they have an aging TY Hilton still Pitman's still young you know uh Paris Campbell uh I don't think Jonathan Taylor's all this and that like he's he's solid but uh I don't I don't necessarily agree with all of the hype that some of the people at this table, like to uh one of the people one yeah, of the yeah, yeah, one of go. one there, of the people yeah, at go. this table likes
0: to likes to say and uh go one of the bye. people says the guy who not stop tries to get Jonathan Taylor for me, I don't oh because you stopped like what a month ago, I was always sending <laughs>
3: thirds,
2: cap okay, Davey. um but what? yeah uh, I think that he does not perform well and I think he's kind of maybe even might be a little bit of a diva you know, kind of complain and stuff uh and that's why I think that. Reich is not going to put up with his bullcrap, and he's going to start either Ellinger or Eason at some point in the season. All right, I'm taking it first. Sorry, sorry Chase.
3: Uh, no, I'm taking it first, did, did Graham. Did you do a
2: rating or no? Oh, uh, my rating, uh, 4.3. Okay, and hey, Graham, you can
3: go after me. We can leave Chase for last because he's terrible. Um, A 3 out of 10. I, I like Carson Wentz a lot, Um, and I liked him a lot before last year. I had him in my top 10 quarterbacks. That didn't work out very well. But I just think that even though I'm not a huge Jalen Hurts fan, Jalen Hurts is still another level of quarterback that Sam Ellinger and Jacob Eason are not as of right now, as of their current state. Can they get there? Maybe. I don't know. But uh, I think Carson Wentz, he's back with Frank Reich. He doesn't have the confidence issues of the team who – are investing in him, taking a quarterback in the second round. Um, I I think that the only way that he gets absolutely derailed is if he has yet another injury. He's got the one right now that's sidelining him for 5 to 12 weeks. And there was talk that he's going to be ready sooner than later. So if he gets another injury, then maybe that's the case. But... Right now, I think the confidence is okay. I think Frank Reich has instilled in him that he is their quarterback, so I'm going to give it a 3 out of 10.
1: Yeah. Um, I, I Personally, I like Carson Wentz in this new system. Ginger. So, I yeah. guess somewhat new because Frank Reich is there. Um, but I think that, I, I to be honest to me, I don't think this is that hot of a take. You said it was your hottest take, but if Carson Wentz has a similar season that he did last year and he's already injured you know i think it's not that far off to say that this could easily happen um but for me i i i don't agree with it um i i think personally i'm i'm around where mike is a three because i'm uh I think that Carson Wentz is going to come back and and have a, a resurgence, um, not nearly to where he was um, during his his greatest season, um, but I think he will be a, a very good quality starting quarterback for the Colts.
0: All right, I'm gonna go with a two point nine nine uh, to show that I'm the mo- that wow. I'm the most confident Carson Wentz out of all you guys because three's the number I had, and then you guys both said it. And I'm like, yeah, oh, no, that's, that's too vanilla, but I I. I got enough faith in him where, like, this isn't going to happen. Even if he does struggle, I think he just keeps starting because there are draft picks on the line, If you know, if he keeps starting and they, and they succeed. So they're not going to bench him unless it's so atrocious that, like, it's just the worst thing you've ever seen on the field. So he's going to keep playing. Chase, your last hot take. So if I want to go with my hottest take, I'm not going to, but it would be Derrick Henry, 2K yards and 20 TDs, but I ain't doing that. Uh, instead, I'm going to... What's that?
2: That's your hottest
0: yeah. Okay. Uh, Two thousand yards, twenty touchdowns. That almost never happened in the NFL. Um, so, my uh, my final moment with is that a, a defensive player is top three in MVP voting. Uh, I'll start with my confidence level. It's going to be an eight point six seven five three oh nine. Uh, but you know, I I think we're we're bound to see. Well, I mean, I know we are bound to see an uptick in defensive production and a downtick in offensive production uh there's a history in the nfl shortened off seasons where the offense tends to be pretty dominant in like that year uh there's a lot more passing touchdowns a lot more just passing offense in general those things are bound to go down because defenses have more time to get together regroup Uh, an extra game means that a defensive player has a better chance of breaking records I think somebody gets very close to, if not breaks the sack record this year, whether it be, you know, a Chase Young, a Miles Garrett, a Vaughn Miller, a, a, maybe even a J.J. gets a resurgence there in Arizona. I think we're bound to see one of these types of guys, you know, go out and have this type of production. So we're going to see a defensive player finish top three in MVP voting. So we're not going to, we're, that's going to be your
3: hot take. We're going to factor that as the hot take. But as the one giving the hot take, do you have a specific person in mind that you would put up for that? And we won't factor that in. We'll just factor the defensive player.
0: My favorite is Chase Young. I, I you know, talked about that in the divisional episode. I think he is going to explode this year. And I just really think that it, 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 I really got like great confidence in that. That uh, whole defensive line, the defensive front with the football team. There's a lot of guys to try to protect. I know they're going to want to focus on Chase Young. But eventually they're going to realize that you know a Iadonis or uh, Monteswet on the other side they're they're going to get through so they're going to have to just evenly distribute it and Chase Young is going to take advantage of that very heavily.
2: I like this hot take. Um, I definitely think the the seventeen game season is going to be helpful for uh, those defensive players. Um, I think top three is safe. I think that someone that they could finish like you know third. I think third, but you know it's rare for them to be top two. Um, so I'd say my confidence in this is probably about a six, but I mean, I like it. And I definitely do think it's at least somewhat realistic. And I, I like your pick with, uh, Tracy on there too.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know, for me, I like it. I like it. Um, but you know, like we talked about earlier, the MVP award always leans towards offense. Uh, I can't remember the last time a defensive player was picked for MVP. Um, but you know i think chase young could be up there nick bosa we talked about earlier with the comeback player of the year um these dominant defensive players these defensive edge rushers um they you know their impact is easy to see on the field um and that's that's kind of what what you want um when you're looking at the mvp award is how how is their impact seen because you know a corner or a safety, especially those secondary guys, um, you know, if they're shutting guys down, you know, it's, it's not, they have good stats. Like, like with an edge rusher, you're going to see their sacks, their pressures. Um, you can count those up, but when a, when a corner or a safety is playing really well, um, maybe interceptions is a, is a good stat, but, but a lot of the time you're shutting guys down and it's the lack of the offensive players stats against you. That is, the uh that is the overriding stat that you that you look at but when these guys you know when these guys are getting a ton of sacks then that that's a lot easier to to quantify and to see dang this player is absolutely balling out so i could see it um but it would have to be a it would probably have to be a historic like you said, you know, breaking the sacks record, single season sacks record, which is possible, especially now with our with the extra game. Um, a, a lot of the records are going to start to be um, close to broken, if not broken, with this extra game. Um, so, yeah, I, I think I could see it. I, I would say that I would be still around a a five or a six, just because um, the MVP award pretty much always goes to offensive players. I just want to say the last uh, MVP.
2: Uh, that was on the defensive side of the ball was Lawrence Taylor in nineteen eighty six, and he had twenty and a half sacks. And I think that is an, I a, I don't want to say easy, but I definitely think that there's like a, a few players that could break that threshold and maybe even get up towards like twenty two, twenty three and a half, like you know, up up that air, in that area. So it's attainable. Yeah, it definitely is.
3: Yeah, I don't. I don't think this is the hottest take. I guess similar to this room, a little toasty, but not like yeah. absurd. I am going to give this a. 6.9. Nice. nice. Thank you. Thank you. I think if I had to put my money on anyone, it's going to be the best player in the NFL right now, Aaron Donald. Yeah. So um, I, I'd like to chase you on pick. And I think overall, very possible. Very possible to happen, especially because you said top three, not winning the whole thing. So, right. Yeah. Um, very possible. But Chase, you want to hear the hottest hot take of them all. Am I going to take off my shirt? We're, yeah, yeah. You really are. We're going oh, to end the episode <laughs> with the hottest take of them all, and that is four different factors. Matt Rule finishes Uh-oh. as a top three head coach of the year candidate. So a finalized candidate, or, uh, or a final head coach of the year candidate. There we go. I'm trying coaching. to say.
0: Yeah, I can't say it now either. You got me all scrambled in the head.
3: Sam Darnold <laughs> will... Take a big jump in his play. The Panthers offense will be top 15 in the league. And the Panthers defense will be top 15 in the league. This Panthers team is going to take a big jump because I love Matt Rule. I think he's an amazing defensive coach. And their defense continued to get better this offseason. It was already a defense I think that most of us liked. You got your Brian Burns, your Jeremy Chin, a bunch of other players. Now you add a JC Horn You'd love to see it. You got Christian McCaffrey coming back with DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, Terrace Marshall, and Brendan Sam Darnold, who, if he improves, he's easily better than Teddy Bridgewater. So my hot take is that all four of those things will happen, and I'm giving that a 6.43.
0: Yeah, I'm going to give this like a like a 3. Because it was too hot for you. I get it. I, I, I get like, it. I like the Panthers a lot. I, I, I really like Sam Darnold. I still think he is a very good quarterback. You know, he still is one of the youngest quarterbacks in the league, despite the, all the rookies coming in, despite him being drafted in 2018. Now, um, he's got a good opportunity ahead of him where he can go and have some success. But I think it's bound to happen after a season of really adapting to the system, uh, really getting everything figured out. And just kind of guys developing one more year, so not this season, but next season, I'd be more in favor of something like this happening. But this year, um, yeah, I'm yeah, I'm gonna lean more towards not happening.
2: I agree with Chase. I'm a little bit, little bit more competent than he is. I'd say probably, <laughs> probably like mm, 3.9, like that that area. Um, I do. I the main thing I agree with is I think that it's going to take Sam Darnold a year or like at least one season to kind of like. You know, learn the team a little bit more. Um, and I, I I am a believer in Sam Darnold. I love the guy. Obviously, like you said, they have some great defensive pieces. Um, their offense is obviously great. Best running back uh, in the NFL. Decent enough offensive line. Um, I do think that I, I like to take where you said top 15 for their offense. I think that, you know, when you have a player like Christian McCaffrey, if he's healthy all season, that right there is going to be, like, that's going to help you out a ton Uh, obviously they also have some decent receivers. Um, but as a whole, if you're going with all four, I don't think that they improve that much. Like, I think they definitely are going to be better, but I don't think Sam Darnold is going to take that huge step. And just based on that, I don't think that they're going to have, have that great of a record. Meaning I don't think Matt rule is top three for coach of the year.
0: And did you mention anything about playoffs or no?
3: I I didn't mention anything about playoffs or record because I think that like, I don't know what I had their record as. But I think they could go seven and ten or eight and nine and still meet all of those.
0: I because I really want to know the last time an NFL coach has won coach of the year while not making the playoffs because it it probably I would not be surprised if it's never happened. Right, but Brian Flores
3: was in the running um, two years ago. He
0: probably should have won it too, in my yeah. opinion. but and, still,
3: and they and he won it last year. Yeah, without making the playoffs. Oh, did he? Yeah, because the Dolphins didn't make playoffs last year.
0: They didn't make playoffs this year?
3: Now remember they lost and the Colts made it and so yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. So you're right. You're right.
3: I, I think that Matt Rule can have a similar okay. type of situation there. And um I'm I'm honestly more confident that the defense is top fifteen than the offense is. That might be hot itself. I
2: I agree I, with that.
3: Uh Graham, what are your thoughts on the hottest of them takes? The hottest of uh,
1: them uh, uh, takes. Uh dude, uh I love it. I love it. Uh, talking like that, so I'm like, <laughs> like, hey dude, where's my car? Dude, it's <laughs> the vaccine. It's getting to me. I'm becoming a new person. Um, yeah, uh, I think that my confidence rating would be five, six, maybe. Um, I, I think it definitely could happen. I, I, I'm probably one of the biggest. Um, I'm not 100% sure how you guys feel about him, but I I really like Sam Darnold's chances to come back uh, in this new system and be a quality quarterback. Um, I think he showed flashes with New York of the talent that he has, and I was was always hoping that he would go somewhere uh, where he could shine, and I think that the Panthers could be that team. You know, you got some great receivers there. Obviously, you have CMC. So I think that that team could be a sleeper team. And so I think that Matt Rule could, uh, could be top... What did you say? Top three?
3: Yeah, I said he was going to be one of the finalists for Coach of the Year, which
1: I think is three. I would say top top six or seven, probably. Weird number, but... Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent confident that he would be top three. I think there's guys that are, I think that there's coaches there that uh, are always up there. And, you know, I think if the Panthers come out and, and really do a good job and if they make playoffs, I think he's definitely top three. Um, so we'll see how, how the Panthers do. It's, it's all about, I think for me, if, for Matt Rule to be in top three in coaching, I think you you have to have Sam Darnold show up and, and play out.
3: Yeah, I agree. And I am so excited to see what Sam Darnold can do in the Joe Brady offense. Uh, we saw that Teddy Bridgewater, best season of his career under Joe Brady. Joe Burrow in college, amazing career under Joe Brady. So uh excited to see what sam donald can do taking this next step with the carolina panthers but that is going to do it for our hot takes anything that y'all gents want to say before we log off here nope graham anything no (laughs) all right sounds good well that's going to do it for this episode we want to thank you for coming out and giving us a listen if you would Follow us on Twitter at WNP Pod. You can stay up to date with us there, as well as our Instagram and Facebook. Those links will be down in the description as well. If you could, give us a like, comment, subscribe, and hit the bell to turn on notifications. We would absolutely love that. You want to let us know some of your hottest takes when it comes to the nfl this season we would love to hear about them down in the comments below if you are listening to us on a podcast platform if you could give us a five star rating and a follow that would be much appreciated thanks again for listening and as always we're not professionals